0: You're listening to Once a Raider, Always a Raider, on the Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick.
1: It. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown, Raiders. He won a wrestling match against Bradell Young on the Second touchdown catch of the day. Dwayne L. Young could not have played him better. Branch just won a wonderful battle between two men who were in a dead heat when that ball was there for grabs. How great is that? Bill King on the call, the summer of Cliff Branch, and the man who threw the ball brought to you by Modelo, our good friend Jim Plunkett. Jim, how did that sound from Bill King? Bring back some memories? Oh, it
0: certainly did. There was a great effort on Cliff's part, uh, between two defenders going up for it. and he was the shortest guy there, but he came up with the ball.
1: Uh, Jim, what we've been doing this summer, the summer of Cliff, is just having former teammates on to tell stories and memories. So I'll just let you begin when this came together with you and Cliff. And when it happened, was it at a practice? Was it at a meeting, a game, when it just locked in and you and Cliff built this unbelievable legacy?
0: Well, you know, it turned out, you know, I I was – I always underestimated his speed. I was when I first got to the Raiders. You know, I tended to underthrow him quite a bit. I, I learned that very quickly. And so I just threw it as far as I could, and he usually went out and got it. Uh, he had that kind of speed. a uh, you know, a nine-one one hundred meter uh, dash uh, record. I mean, he's, he's done so much with that speed of his. He did I? I will admit he did not have the greatest hands in the world, but he came up with some of the biggest plays uh, in the NFL.
1: Yeah, Jim Plunkett's our guest. And, you know, Jim, we talked to players who were there before you. Phil Villapiano, I've talked to Freddie about it. And Kenny had that back shoulder to him, that back shoulder throw, because a lot of times he couldn't keep up with Cliff as Cliff took off and Cliff would have to come back to the ball. And you just mentioned that there, too, that's not something to just look down on. That's a guy, the fastest guy at the time, you trying to get the ball out under an extreme rush. And sometimes Cliff would have to make an adjustment and come back to the ball. Well, I'd hate to admit that. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, of course, you know, he, uh, you know the defender was so busy chasing him down the field, and Cliff turned back and see could see where the ball was. But by the time the defender turned around, it was too late. Cliff had made the adjustment, uh, slowed down a little bit to make the catch. Uh, you know, he was so effective. They were so afraid of him. Either They play him so far off that you can throw underneath, which we did quite a bit. And when they blitzed or they tried to cover him tightly, you know, he just ran by the guy.
1: Jim Plunkett joins us. So, Jim, can you maybe tell one story or two about him always wanting the ball? Because Madden said that before you got there, when he started, and I heard you talk about it in the past, an example of him coming into the huddle in a game, and you knew you were going to get involved with the game plan, but he wanted it to start a little bit quicker.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, You know, he was the the guy, you know, he he was also a chatterer. He he would always talk a lot during the course of a game, and some of it was nerves, some of it was excitement and uh, uh you know he was not quite in that huddle even though i'm the quarterback i you know i had to tell him to you know tone it down a little bit so i can get the play out but yeah he's you know i can beat him deep i can beat him inside i can beat him outside uh, i can beat him across the field that was that was cliff that was his terminology every time he got in the huddle he's the guy who who uh, could beat anybody at any given time which he could uh you know when the, when the situation was right and uh you know, he found a way to you know, run by guys, even if they were 10 yards off at the snap of the ball. He just had that kind of extraordinary speed. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have the best hands in the world, and he'd be the first to admit it. But he still, still came up with some of the biggest plays uh, in football.
1: Uh, Jim, in that era, tell me how often you checked out of a play because you saw a mismatch with all the great players you had, including Todd Christensen and the other receivers. But when you came to the line of scrimmage and saw a mismatch on Cliff or Cliff's in motion that you changed the play and went to him?
0: Uh, 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 very often. You know, uh, when you see a guy who's playing him tight, uh, you know, you knew the guy didn't stand a chance against Cliff's speed. And hopefully I checked into the proper play, whether it be across the field, down the field, uh, uh you know, it's something to give Cliff a chance to, to beat the guy and me get him the ball, especially deep. He was just such a big threat down the football field. And so oftentimes, you know, during a game he'd catch 10 passes, but, you know, for 8, 10, 12 yards because they were playing so deep, he had no chance to, to run by him. But then he was a big factor in the game because he caught so many passes. And some of those passes he turned into very long games. You throw him a quick out of, you know, six yards, and it turns into, a, you know, a 70-yard run. Uh, I mean, he was a great force in the game of football.
1: Heisman Trophy winner, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. What an honor it is to talk to Jim Plunkett. Jim, what about socially, the two-a-days, the fame, hard practices, in between lunch, private time while you're working, but you have a little downtime. How did you and Cliff connect then?
0: Uh, You know, uh, Cliff was a very quiet guy in many respects, except when he was in the game, you know, and in the (laughs) huddle. He would talk quite a bit. But, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, he was just, uh, you know, uh, he kept to himself quite a bit. Uh, uh, and, you know, he, but he got fired up for practice. Uh, didn't want to overdo it with him because uh, you want get, to get your timing down d- deep down the field. Well, you didn't want to wear him out either. But uh, as I said, a very quiet guy for the most part, except when it came to game time. And then it was, you know, I can beat him deep. I can beat him across. I, all that stuff came out.
1: Jim, it's interesting because we played the soundbite of Super Bowl 15, when you were the MVP, and Cliff had a big game. Uh, someone reminded me in Super Bowl 18 on that fame, Marcus Allen, reverse touchdown, Cliff's down there blocking. Can you talk about Cliff as a speed blocker downfield, opening it up for another receiver who was trying to extend a play? All of a sudden, Cliff comes out of nowhere, and he makes a big block. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he didn't do
0: that very often, you know, because your little guy getting knocked around. And you want him for the next play, but yeah, he made some uh, great uh, blocks to uh, to break some of our guys loose down the football field. Uh, and if not blocking, really just getting their way, and that was enough sometimes uh, for Marcus Allen or Kenny King to run by somebody. Uh, but you know, he tried to help out when he could. Not you know, not the biggest guy in the world for sure, but you know, he made his presence known.
1: Uh, Jim, it was great to have you at Tom Flores' induction. You were right there. The relationship that you and your wife, Jerry, have with Barbara and Tom, you could just see it. The crowd saw it there. It was such an emotional time for you. And now you go back with your receiver, Cliff Branch, and you continue to go back to Canton, and more and more fans stop you. I see it. Uh, They believe you should be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What have these recent trips been like for you going back to Canton and seeing more Raiders get in?
0: Well, yeah, I'm very thrilled uh, for them and and their families. You know, it's a great honor. Uh, you guys, you know, give it all. Uh, we're on the football field when they are on the football field. And, you know, uh, you know, Cliff, you know, did the exact same thing. He was, he was a force to be dealt with uh, during his career in the NFL. There's no question about it. You know, if Cliff was out there, you had a chance of a big play every time you got on the ball. And uh, it's well-deserved. It's long overdue, as they say. And, and, you know, I'm very happy for his family.
1: And uh, finally, we had a caller ask about Lester Hayes. We could go back for him. Obviously, we encourage everybody who supports you, Greg Townsend, other players in the past. Jim, it still feels like there's more. There's more room in that section of where the bus are for Raiders, great Raiders from the past.
0: Oh, you know, they had uh, tremendous uh, players as well as, you know, entire football teams take that field year after year. You know, John Madden, Tom Flores. You know, their, their records speak for themselves. And, you know, c- certainly there's a lot of people uh, who are d- very deservedly uh, uh, should be honored in that Hall of Fame. Uh, and, you know, I hope more of our players yeah. make it. That, that would be tremendous. In a, a, and and some of them very well should should be in there. Uh, and hopefully their time will come. But, unfortunately, it takes so long for some yeah. of them and their families aren't around. Uh, and, and that's very sad. And sometimes the players aren't around like Clip. But, uh, you know, uh, I hopefully in the near future, we'll see more and more uh, former Raiders going to that hall.
1: How's your summer been? You've been golfing much, traveling, the kids, grandkids. What have you been up to?
0: Uh, A little bit of everything. Not traveling so much because of COVID, you know, and Mm -hmm. the restrictions. The grandkids are in school for the most part. But I'm sitting there at a a golf course waiting for the guys I'm playing with to show up. And then we're going (laughs) to take the course on and see what we can do out there on on the golf course.
1: Jim, I'll see you in Canton. Thanks so much for doing
0: this. You bet. My pleasure, JT. Take care. Thank you for listening to Once a Raider, Always a Raider. Make sure to download the official mobile app and visit Raiders.com slash history for more historical content.